What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Deep Ball Diamond Edition. This is going to be the Deep Ball spinoff into baseball. So now our football podcast will be known as the Gridiron, obviously playing on a football field, also known as the Gridiron. And the Diamond Edition will be our baseball podcast. You know me. My name is Anthony Palillo. I'm the host as well on the previous, just the Deep Ball, our football podcast. But now I'm joined by a different co-host for the baseball podcast. Please welcome Chris Brox to the podcast. Brox, it's a pleasure to have you. It's a pleasure to be here, Ant. I'm excited. Uh, season starts in just a little over a day, and uh, it's going to be a really exciting year. Fans in the stands, 162 games. Excited to see what happens. Yeah, 2020, crazy season, 60 games only. But listen, it's better than nothing. We had expanded playoffs. 16 teams made the playoffs. So at least now we get we're gonna get kind of hopefully a normal year. I'm sure there's still gonna be some cancellations, obviously with COVID protocols and stuff like that. But in this episode, and just as more of an overview for what this podcast will be, uh, we'll probably try to get on once a week. We'll give you the recent news in in the baseball world. Go over some teams that are real hot. Go over other teams that may be struggling. Highlight some key players and players who look like they're all-stars, maybe potentially going towards awards, and just stuff like that. Just talk baseball. Two guys talking baseball. Maybe we'll even have a couple other guys on in the future. But there's no fitting way to start this episode by previewing this upcoming season, the 2021 season. So we'll give you a, we're going to give a division breakdown, and within that division breakdown, more team previews. And we're going to start in the AL East. And the AL East, last year, in the 60-game season, the Tampa Bay Rays, kind of an underdog team. When you look at teams like the New York Yankees in that division, won that division, then the Tampa Bay Rays end up beating the Yankees in the playoffs and losing the World Series, traded a couple key pieces. But Brock, I'm curious to hear your input on where the ALE stands this year and what you expect out of the division. I mean, yeah, last year, everyone expected the Yankees to win it all, you know, signing Garrett Cole to the massive contract, um, everyone back healthy. And obviously the year didn't go as expected. They were heavy favorites. No one expected the Rays to win the division. I mean, win the wild card, maybe. But, um, yeah, definitely a crazy year. And then now this year, um, I have to say, obviously, the Yankees are still favorites. The Rays are still there, though. They make trades every year. You scratch your head and you're like, why are they trading Blake Snell away? But every year they they find a way. They just find a way. And with the full year from Randy Rosarena, it could be another uh, surprising year from the Rays. Yeah, listen, I mean – Randy Rosarena, the fact that he's rookie eligible after hitting like 370 and 10 home runs in the playoffs is disgusting. And like you alluded to earlier, the Rays make trades. And yet, I remember, I think it was last year, they last offseason, they traded like Tommy Pham and Emilio Pagan. And I'm like, what are they doing? Like those two guys were yeah. real good ball players, but it's like, it's, it's, they just know. They always have a plan. They know. They traded for Nick Anderson. They know what they're doing in their bullpen. I think Blake Snell is a very head scratching trade. But I, as much as I want to be like, you know what, just trust the Rays. They know what they're doing. Listen, you're going to find out early, too. I'm a big Yankees fan, so I'm going to, I'll am gonna, i stick to my pick with the Yankees. I loved what they did in the offseason. I think they went, they, went, they went high risk, but high risk gives high reward. Guys like Corey Kluber and Jamison Tyone hopefully can fill those second and third spots in the rotation, at least until Luis Severino comes back. I am a little nervous. I mean, you have now projected, I mean, the Yankees second, the two through five is her is uh Kluber Tyone hopefully when he's healthy Severino and Herman and those guys combined to pitch one inning last year so there's a lot of uncertainty 
but I think the upside is through the roof. I mean, Corey Kluber was what a Cy Young three years ago. Like he, yeah. he's a real good pitcher. Tyone, I mean, everybody who leaves um, Pittsburgh is unbelievable. Tyone's got he's got two years of control left too. I think he's a real good get. Um, I think it all depends too with the lineup staying healthy. Stanton and Judge got to stay healthy, but I really think that the Yankees are the team to beat. Yeah, I mean, you guys are going to figure out. I'm not a Yankees fan, but I'm going to have to go with the Yankees this year to win the division. Um, I don't think the racing um, keep up with them for a full season. I think a 60-game season was a little bit different for every division, but definitely think the Yankees are going to um, win the AL East, excuse me, this year. Um, but their pitching scares me a little bit. The rotation, where are you going to get a Kluber? Guy pitched one in the past, what, two years? Or a year and a half mm-hmm. at least? Um, Tyone, you don't know what's did he get came off an injury, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, t- Tommy John uh, in 2019, I want to say. Okay. Second one. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm not sure about their the rotation. Obviously, you have Garrett Cole. You have Severino going to come back. You have Herman. We don't know about Herman coming off a season long suspension and their bullpen. Chapman, what does he have? I've seen in spring training. I has not looked great. Obviously, another bad playoff from him. Um. Their pitching is concerned, but obviously their their offense is going to take them to uh, to win the division. Definitely, that's what I'm going to go with. Yeah, listen, their uh, their lineup is stacked. Luke Voigt yeah. will probably be out the first month. Um, I don't think they're going to have that difficult of a time making up first production. I know, obviously, Luke Voigt just led the league in home runs, but I mean, their lineup they they got they got like Jay like Jay Bruce had a great spring. He'll probably honestly step yeah. in and play a little bit of first base. I'm not. Jeepers. I'm not worried about the production, especially. Hopefully, hopefully you can get some like uh, 2018 form of Gary Sanchez. Hopefully, you don't get the 2019, 2020 form of him. Listen, he's kind of had an up and down spring. The beginning it was looking a little promising, but I'm hoping Sanchez can finally get back on the right track because he's super talented. Another guy, Glaber Torres. I was so high on Glaber Torres going into the 2020 season as maybe a potential dark horse MVP candidate after his 2019 mm-hmm. postseason run. I just think Glaber's one of those natural hitters who's just unbelievable. So hopefully he could bounce back a little bit, have a kind of a down 2020. But I'm really hoping that the Yankees could take that next step of now in the postseason, putting wins together, putting series wins together and winning uh, that game five in the ALDS that they couldn't win last year. But another team that I kind of want to highlight in the AL East, who I believe can be a real sleeper, and I honestly think they're going to give the Rays a real good push for second place, is the Toronto Blue Jays. I mean, adding yeah. a guy like George Springer, obviously going to make a lot of headlines, but Marcus Simeon, I think was a real under the radar type of move that, I mean, this guy was the, the, I think he was third in MVP voting in 29. Yeah, he was because he, yes, he was, yeah. of it. but third <laughs> in MVP voting. I know again, another guy who had a down 2020, but I mean, that lineup looks absolutely stacked in Toronto. Yeah. That lineup looks sick. You have Bichette, you have Vlad Guerrero after it looks like a, a very good offseason for him. The guy came in slim. Skinny Vlad. Skinny Vlad Guerrero. May. Oh, man. Um, and you also have, a, you have a, what's his name? Kevin Biggio. Kevin you Biggio. have Randall Gritchuk. You have um, Teoscar. Teoscar Hernandez. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Not Lourdes. Is that Lourdes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lourdes. Lourdes. yeah. They have a crazy team. They also signed Kirby Yates. They got two years ago had a great season for the Padres. So, I think the Blue Jays can definitely give the Rays a run for their money. I'm not sure if they can win a, a make the wild card this year, but I think it'll be an exciting year for uh, Toronto or Buffalo, really, since they're not playing at Toronto this year. 
Yeah, that is true. They are playing in Buffalo, the Buff Jays. But um, mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, I think it comes down to pitching for them behind Hing Jing Ryu, who was a guy who they picked up last year in, over the offseason. Uh, they got guys like – they got mid-tier starters. They got like Steven Matz who they picked up, Robbie Ray they got at the deadline, Tanner Roark, and then they got a young stud in Nate Pearson who kind of – he was all right in the beginning. He kind of tailed off as the season went on. I know he had an injury as well, but that guy those absolute shed. His stuff is nasty. So I think if you can get some good seasons out of some of these guys behind you, they can make, with that offense. I mean, their pitching doesn't have to be great. It has to be subpar, at least to get them into the postseason. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what the Blue Jays bring to the table. Yeah, I, I think the Blue Jays issues are bullpen. Um, honestly, I couldn't even tell you from their bullpen besides Yates. I think, I don't know if Ken Giles is still there anymore. Um, nah, Ken Giles, I, Ken, Ken Giles, I'm pretty sure is gone. I think, I yeah. think, uh, uh, who else? They they lost that. Uh, they had like Anthony Bass last year. No, no, they didn't. No, no. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. He's gone. He's gone though. I know. Yeah, he's gone. He's on uh, Miami now or something like that. But yeah, they got. I, I couldn't name you a guy in the bullpen. Anthony K. There you go. There's a guy who can name. Yeah, that's the guy they got from the Mets for Stroman. I mean, he pitched the bullpen. He's a starter, so I'm not sure if the pitching can Oster bullpen can really um make them a contender. But they're gonna be a fun team to watch. And last thing for the AL East. The Red Sox. I know Red Sox are not <laughs> pitching at all, but they can hit the ball. They can absolutely hit the ball. They have a, a really good lineup. And even though they traded Mookie Betts away um, at last uh, the 2020 offseason, the Red Sox, like, I'm not saying don't sleep on them, but, like, they're going to be a fun team to watch, too. But that's, but don't worry, they're not making the playoffs. I, I wouldn't count on that. Uh, listen, I mean, I'm, I'm a Red Sox hater. I love a couple of their young guys, like uh, – was that Bobby Dalbeck? Uh, yeah, first good spring. Young guy. I mean, yep. having a great spring. I mean, absolutely crushes the ball. Had a good um, like twenty twenty came up late in that late in last season. But I mean, their pitching is beyond brutal. Chris Sale yeah. coming back from Tommy John. I don't know when he's going to return. Eduardo Rodriguez is another guy who's been dealing with some injuries and some other uh off like non baseball related issues, but um injury. Martin issues, Perez. But, uh, Martin Perez is their ace right now. So that's Martin where Perez that's where the Red Sox stand. Baldi, right? Like, yeah, that's I, yeah, I wouldn't I'm not worried about but... the Red Sox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then listen, we'll shout them out real quick, the Baltimore Orioles. Yes, shout the out Matt Harvey for making the, the most, team. Yeah, Matt Harvey did make the team absolutely who would have thought that he'd make another team after I think the last place he was was Kansas City where he flamed out. Yeah. But uh mm-hmm. Two th- there's just two things I'm hoping for for the Orioles. Trey Mancini, that he could return and have a good year. Because Very after what he had to deal with this past season, mm-hmm. um, he definitely deserves that. And number two, I'd like to see Adley Rushman, former number one overall pick, switch hitting catcher in the big leagues at some point this year. Yeah, and also Ryan Mountcastle had a good uh, good mm-hmm. year last year, too. He got called up to be a good rookie. Yeah, I picked up Ryan Mountcastle in fantasy baseball last year. He's actually <laughs> real good. But uh, nice. that's going to do it for our AL East prediction uh to wrap it up i just want to make sure me and brock's both on board with the new york yankees winning this division yep sadly but (laughs) i I even had to repeat that so i could hear brock's here again say it again but uh let's move on to the al central the al central a division that had three teams make the playoffs last year and this i feel like this is one of those divisions there's a couple of them especially one that we'll get to later that i'll mention but like there's like there's just a fine line between like teams that are like the gap between like the top 
the top three teams, I'll even say. Maybe the top two teams in the division. Then there's like a mid-team. And then there's just two teams that I think the few, the, like they got to look more towards the future. But we'll get into the contenders, Brox. Do you agree with me that if you'd say that this is a two-horse race really between the Minnesota Twins and the White Sox and the Chicago White Sox? Yeah, I would definitely say that. It was the same thing last year, but I think it's switched around this year. I think the White Sox are the team, like it's their division to lose. After their offseason, you got Liam Hendricks. They traded for Lance Lynn. Um, I think it's their division to lose this year. Yeah, I'm definitely with you. I think one factor that may hurt the White Sox is Aloy Jimenez uh, got mm-hmm. injured a couple, I think it was a couple days ago now, maybe yeah. maybe less, like Friday or something, but he's going to be mm-hmm. out. I'm not sure exactly how long. Maybe Four to five months, I heard. I heard like four yeah, to man, five that months. Is a, so. That is a huge loss, man. But, I, I mean, look. The White Sox, they, they also have a lot of bats. I think they led the league in home runs last year. I mean, they have Moncada, former uh, reigning MVP, Jose Abreu, uh, Tim Anderson, Grandal. I mean, they're, they're going to hit. But, I mean, still losing Eloy Jimenez in the middle of the lineup definitely hurts. But, yeah, you mentioned two, Lance Lynn and Liam Hendricks, probably two of the more noticeable acquisitions in the whole MLB. I mean, one, Lance Lynn bringing, bringing him in from the trade. I mean, he was sneaky go with the Rangers. He was like oh, top 10 amazing in Cy Young. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, like, listen, Lance Lynn was brutal for the Yankees, but it, it just <laughs> continues that trend, man. Pitchers leave the Yankees, and then they pitch really well in small markets. So we'll see how maybe a little more pressure with the White Sox and the contending team faces him. But yeah, Liam Hendricks in the pen, a huge get. And uh, another guy who I really want, two, two other young guys who I really want to see on Chicago are uh, Michael Kopech, who I believe... 2019 or 2018 he made his debut but he got Tommy John surgery so he didn't pitch last year he's going to be back this year he's kind of he's like kind of like their sixth starter so I'd love to see him maybe make the rotation at some point another guy is the lefty Garrett Crochet who throws like those guys 102 miles an hour so I think it would be really fun to see how Tony La Russa what is he like 80 years old tries to utilize work with young guys can't get rid of Tony Larusa, but um, also Luis Robert. Guy had a really good rookie year last year. They have that second baseman Nick Madrigal, which they're very high on. I keep seeing that everyone thinks this guy's gonna be like a batting champion in the future. I don't know, but the White Sox have a pretty bright future, and uh, I don't know about you, Pay, but I think they're taking this division this year. Yeah, listen, I feel bad for the Minnesota Twins because we're not giving them a love, but yeah, I'm I'm on the White Sox train as well. I completely yeah, Nick Mad Nick Madrigal. He, that kid is that kid is real good, man. That kid's got some quick hands, real fast on the base paths too. I de- I remember watching him like Oregon State a couple years ago too in the College World Series. But obviously Luis Robert had a rough rough September, but that kid is an absolute stud. He's been this highly regarded prospect for a number of years. Had a fairly good rookie year until that September. But yeah, I think the White Sox take this division, which means that the Twins would be runners up. And listen, the Twins have been real good in the regular season the past couple of years, but they just haven't been able to get over the postseason hump. They got swept by the Astros, and I, I think they were the three seed last year, the Twins, in the playoffs. So, I mean, they, I mean, they, they played both the games at Target Field, and they lost in that first round. Listen, the Twins, I, I, I don't – like, I just don't know. They hit the ball. Their pitching is just so questionable, if you ask me. Last year, they, they had kind of like a diamond in the rough with Kenta Maeda. They traded in that – in the Mookie Betts trade, they technically got him because they were like the third team involved. And Maeda gave them a real good year. But behind him and Jose Barrios, I don't know how effective their starters are going to be. I know they picked up J.A. Happ. I don't know how scary J.A. Happ really is anymore. But, yeah, 
Maybe a couple couple guys on out, like Andrelton Simmons, they also brought in. Maybe he could help them out. And another guy who I think needs to have a bounce back here for them is Mitch Garver, their catcher, who was great in 2019, but was awful in 2020. Yeah, so the Twins, um, they lost Oda Rizzi, who you wouldn't think is a big loss, but that's like a middle of the, of the rotation guy that, that they're going to miss. They lost Trevor May in the bullpen. Um, I, my big thing is I'm not sure they can bounce back from the playoff last year. They had all these postseason struggles and last year I'm pretty sure both games are winning and then they blew they, they pretty sure they blew in the top of the ninth both games. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if it actually happened, but um the twins I, I'm not sold on this year. Obviously they still have Donaldson, they have they have Miguel Sano, they have um I'm blanking on a few guys. Luis Arias, Max Kepler, they have a really good team. Bob Byron Boxton, I keep keep thinking of guys, but uh I'm just not sure for them this year. I mean, they can honestly surprise us. They can run away to the division, but I'm not sold on them this year. I mean, they could definitely take a wild card, but I don't think they have centrals for them this year. Yeah, listen, I definitely think there'll be a big player in the wild card. I'm with you on that. And it all depends if, what is he, 41 years old now, Nelson Cruz? He can oh. hold up too, you know what I mean? He's getting I'm real worried about Nelson Cruz. He even hit some nukes. I mean, that guy just oh. rakes, though. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable yeah. how much this guy can rake. But – Moving towards the bottom half of this division now, I mean, you kind of mentioned how the Twins lost some guys and have to replace some oh, guys. Yeah. I mean, the Cleveland Indians, man, you got to replace your franchise shortstop, absolute all MLB shortstop, a real solid, probably your number two pitcher from last year, your closer, and your cleanup hitter. I mean, Francisco Lindor, Carrasco get dealt to the Mets. Brad Hand gets waived and then signs with the Nationals. Carlos Santana goes in to another team in the division in the Kansas City Royals. And, I mean, yeah, it's kind of like Shane Bieber and a whole bunch of other guys. I mean, they got two – they got – um, they did pick up Eddie Rosario, and they also obviously – and they have a Med Rosario as well from that show. You know Med Rosario is playing center field for them? Yeah, because Jimenez won the job at shortstop. I just think that's like – that's like just shows how desperate they are. Like, that, yeah. like they're trying to play a Med Rosario in center field, man. He never, yeah. he never, I, he probably started every single, he probably played every inning of his Mets career at shortstop, right? Actually, no, the Mets tried him at center field one game, like, it was like really? late innings, but I, okay. I don't know why, they, they stopped that, but the Indians, I'm not gonna lie, this, this division has two dark horses for me, the Indians could sneak in a wild card just because of two guys for me, for Jose Ramirez and Shane Bieber, I know mm-hmm. it's, I mean, honestly, top two pitcher in AO. Um, and Jose Ramirez had a great year last year. The guy's a great third baseman. I think they have a solid enough team where they can squeak by. I mean, I'm not saying they will, but they're not, you know, they're not as bad as you think they would be by losing Francisco Lindor. I think the Indians, um, well, we'll see what happens. I think they have a solid season, but I don't know. They could squeak by. That's my guess. Yeah, listen, you're a little bit more optimistic than me, but yeah, I mean, you have arguably. I mean, you could say two of the top 10 overall players in the AL with Jose mm-hmm. Ramirez and Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber is going to be interesting to see how he pitches over the full 162. Obviously, in that 60-game season, he was unbelievable. You also have to remember that 60-game season, though, he was playing all of his games in, like, the Central Divisions. And, I mean, so he was seeing a lot of Royals. He was seeing a lot of Tigers. He was seeing some Pirates. You know what I mean? The Reds were another yeah. team that had, like, the worst batting average in the league. You know what I mean? So uh, maybe a little misleading, but I don't really think it's that. Shane Bieber's an all-world pitcher so definitely but the Indians are another team that they don't need to have this large payroll to succeed they find a way 
And they find, they find a way to win. They put things together. They got a young stud in Tristan McKenzie over there who debuted. Oh, Interesting yeah. to see what ends up with him in a rotation. I feel like this might be a more common trend for a lot of teams. Like a lot of teams had some of their young players, their young prospects come up, specifically pitching I want to talk about kind of. And like now with them only throwing maybe 30, 40 innings last year, like how will they manage their innings going for this year? Like we'll definitely get to a couple more, but like, yeah, we spoke about Nate Pearson, another guy. I know the Yankees didn't mention him, but Davey Garcia, another guy. Like these guys, like now when you're playing 162 games, like, you, these guys probably aren't going to throw over 150 innings, which is which might hurt them come uh, September, uh, August and September. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say Tristan McKenzie. I, I just love the guy. I had him in MLB The Show 20. Um, he's gonna be really good. <laughs> and also they have the closer. Who's that? Who's the guy they have? Like James Karinchuk. Oh, out of nowhere, oh, who the hell wild, is that guy? Wild thing ripoff. Wild Gio thing. Gio Urshela put a ball fourth and twenty-five. Yes. Yes, All right, he he's done. He's done. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a before we wrap up this division, I mean, obviously, yeah, we don't have to talk about the Tigers. I mean, they're years away, but the Royals, they're um, they're not making the playoffs this year, but they're just a low-key team to me. They just got Andrew Benatendi. They signed Carlos Santana, as you said, but they they just have a team like you look at the lineup now, like all right. That's like a, a decent team. Like they have Horace Allaire, it's Nukes. They have Hunter Dozier. They have Adalberto Mondesi. Um, they have ooh, yeah, they have Salvador Perez still. Um, just with Merrifield, like I, these guys, they make a solid yep. team. So like, I'm not gonna say they're making the playoffs, but they probably have decent odds. Like a decent line where you can throw five bucks on that, you'll make a lot of money. I think the Royals yeah. are gonna, are gonna have a decent year. They're not making the playoffs because their pitching isn't great, but. The Royals are just a team just to be like on the lookout for. They can have like a, I'm not saying they can go 500, but they can have a, you know, a solid season for once in the past. Nah, I, listen, I'm kind of with you. I'd, I'd like to look at like kind of like the Royals team total, see what it is. Another guy too, Bobby Wood Jr., who's the second overall mm-hmm. pick, I believe 2019. He's been yeah. soaring through the minor leagues. I'd love to see him maybe up at some point, which would be a crazy because he came straight out of high school. So that'd be crazy to see him up this year. But I mean, that's another guy. You put him in that lineup. Uh, ceiling's pretty high for that lineup. A couple young studs at uh, pitching. I know Brad Keller had a real good year last year. Another former first-round pick uh, from Florida, Brady Singer. Um, so, I mean, those two guys at the top of the rotation. Not a lot of depth there. But, yeah, maybe the Royals can make a little noise. And I'll mention the Tigers real quick. All I want to see from the Tigers, I want to see Casey Mize get back on the right track after his <laughs> debut. And who knows, man? What about um? they added your boy Wilson Ramos? Maybe he could have a career bounce back. Uh. If he has a good year, I'm going to be just pissed. That guy, I mean, 2019 was not terrible. Actually, he had a decent year. But then last year, this guy, he can't run, obviously. Hit the ball in the air. This guy hits every single ball on the ground. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I I just hope skinny Miguel Cabrera has another good year. That guy, he's good for baseball. That's all I want. Skinny Miguel Cabrera. I saw a statistic, and now I can't think of it. I think it's – don't call me on this, but I think it's 13 home runs from 500. And 134 hits. That one I know from 3,000. So I mean, you talk about two big milestones for the guy. Uh, not maybe not. Uh, the tank's almost empty for the guy, but yeah, I hope he reaches that. I mean, that's hit, that's hitting this year. I'd say I that's hitting this year. Yeah. Listen, I've, seen, I've seen crazier things with Miguel Cabrera. Just just look at his body <laughs> transformation over the past yeah, six years. Exactly. Two, six years. But, <laughs> listen, Skinny Miguel Cabrera is kind of back. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> 
<laughs> we blew up the AL Central, so we're both, me and Brox, in the agreement that the Chicago White Sox should be taking this division. I'll move into the AL West, and we'll see if me and Brox can commonly go three for three in our picks on what we think. Starting in the AL West, Brox, I'll let you take this away and start with how you feel about this division. So I'm going to go probably the unpopular pick. I'm going to go with the Oakland A's to win this year. Um, I know they lost Liam Hendricks, but the A's are another one of those teams. They, they, uh, they're, they're penny pinchers, you know. Um, they still have Matt Chapman. They still have Matt Olson. They have Sean Manea. They have um, Frankie Montes. They have a good team. Um, I'm not sure for sure about their bullpen. Uh, they definitely probably going to sign someone, some random guy who's going to throw a sub two ERA in the bullpen. But then um, they also, oh, Ramon Laureano is a really good center fielder too. I keep forgetting about him. So the, I, I think the A's are going to take it this year just because the Astros don't have Springer. That's that's all I'm basing him off too. Um, yeah, I mean, and no Verlander too. That's I'm basing off the Astros not being as good for the A's to win it this year. Yeah, I'm in agree. I, I'm in agreement, man. Like, how boring. We're three for three together. I think. I think hopefully coming on soon we'll have a little bit of disagreement. But yeah, listen, the A's. I think it just comes down to yeah, they lost less than what Houston's lost. Um, mm-hmm. And no Liam Hendricks, but they did sign Trevor Rosenthal, who was okay. sneaky good in a career Trevor revival in 2020. So maybe he can kind of step into some of that role. Uh, you mentioned Montez and Sean Manea. They also have Jesus Lazardo, another one of those oh, yeah. lefties that those real hard. Um, one thing I think that's interesting to monitor, though, his name came up in trade talks a little in the offseason. Matt Chapman has two years on his contract after this season. So, I mean, you can get a king's ransom for him. So, I don't know. I don't Listen, I don't think that they would ever, like, move on from him if they were, like, kind of contending. So, I don't think it'll happen, like, until this next – this upcoming offseason – I think I think something maybe to keep an eye on, maybe the relationship between Chapman and the A's front office now is hindered a little bit. And um, another thing, too, Elvis Andrews signed with the A's this past offseason. He's going to be replacing Marcus Simeon, see how he could step into um, that role and maybe replace some of Simeon's production. But, yeah, that, you kind of mentioned it earlier, the Houston Astros, man, I don't know. They lost Springer, so I don't know who's playing center field for them, and I don't know who's pitching for them because Justin Verlander is going to be out all year. Uh, Framber Valdez is out with an injury. I'm not sure exactly how long, but I know he's missing opening day for it. One of their top prospects who's been – one of their top prospects, it seems like, for like four years now. Uh, Forrest Whitty had Tommy John surgery, so he won't be there. I know they still have Lance McCullers. They have Granke, who's like was a little questionable last year. Uh, Christian Javier came on good last year, so I guess they'll have him. But – Listen, their lineup is still really good. Um, they're going to get Jordan Alvarez back. But, again, another team with Carlos Correa as a pending free agent at the end of this year. Maybe the Astros are a team that's sitting outside the playoff uh, picture come July and look to move on from Correa. Yeah, I think the Astros are a toss-up this year. Um, they can damn, By July, they can be sellers, and you can see Correa gone. They just offered him an extension, if I'm not wrong, and he declined, and he was – he was publicly like he was pissed off about it, how how bad the contract offer was. So we could see the Astros out of it by July. Also, we can see them definitely in it down the stretch. I could definitely see them in a wild card race just because um, I, I'm going to go off Dusty Baker. The guy had a honestly last year was a tough year for the Astros coming off their whole um the whole cheating scandal, and he just I don't know how to say it. he managed it. he managed it well. Honestly, it took him to Game Seven of the 
ALCS. So I think they're they're going to be in the playoff race this year, but it'll be interesting to see what they do with the Correa situation, definitely. Yeah, man. Like you said, they found a way last year. I mean, they were underdogs in both their series against the Twins and then against the Oakland A's they played yeah. and then bring the race to seven games. So, I mean, you got to tip down the three nothing. Yeah. Down 3 nothing. Down 3 nothing too. Down 3 nothing in that series, too. I mean, as much as it disgusts me to say, you know what I mean? You got to uh, respect that yeah. part of yeah. that. I mean, can't respect Definitely. a lot with the Houston Astros. But uh, I'll move on to a team that I think is going to finish higher than the Houston Astros. And listen, this is always the team that gets a lot of hype because they have the best player in the last 20 years of the sport on their team, at least 20 years. But <laughs> the Los, a- Los Angeles Angels, man, I think they made a couple real sneaky moves this offseason. They bring in Rosel Iglesias, and they finally have a formidable closer. Jose Quintana had a, has had a couple rough years, really, since he came over. He had a tough span in as a Chicago Cub. But I think maybe change of scenery can help him a lot. Go back with Joe Madden, too. Now, um, Alex Cobb, another guy who was all right in Baltimore, was real good in his Tampa Bay days. Maybe you can get some good juice out of him. But behind Dylan Bundy, who had a phenomenal year in 2020, obviously I think he'll regress a little bit. But you have Bundy, Jose Quintana, Alex Cobb. Those are three pretty solid pitchers. I know they have Griffin Caning. And then they have the biggest wild card in all the MLB, Shohei Otani, who has been absolutely tearing the ball, the cover off the ball at the plate. Pitching, he had a rough outing yesterday against the Dodgers, but he looks like he's good to pitch again. And we haven't really seen Otani pitch well since his rookie year. I mean, last year he had one out. I think he had two outings. His first outing was horrendous. He didn't get an out, and he gave up five runs. So. I think the Angels oh, are one of the that. biggest wild cards yeah, against the A's. Yeah, because yeah, the first inning under completely <laughs> messed. It was terrible. But um, <laughs> yeah, with that, in Albert Pujols' farewell tour, uh, I really think the Angels can make a run. I honestly think they can make a run in this division. And obviously, when you have Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon hitting back-to-back in an order, I mean, you're going to score runs. Joe Adele, hopefully, can yeah. – um breakthrough at the MLB level finally and David Fletcher can maybe regain some of his 2020 magic but I think the Angels and obviously Otani in the middle of the order too so I think the Angels are just one of the most interesting teams in the MLB and I think they're just like I'm bu- I'm buying into the train man but I feel like I do this every year and they just disappoint me yes yeah, the Angels you, you can't hate the Angels because of Mike Trout unless you're unless you're a fan of a team in the AL West or you're a Dodgers fan like you can't hate Mike Trout you can't hate the Angels um and every year it's like, what are the Angels going to do? Because you never know. Because Mike Trout can just take can take off. But I have in my notes right here, I'm saying the Angels are ruining his career. Um, it's really it's really tough to see how they what did they make two playoff appearances in so far. I, mean, I think. So I said unless they can pitch, which they have a decent rotation, but I think that's like a a rotation that could go either way this year. Um, Otani, if he can definitely regain his rookie year form on the map, who you know he's going to hit. Um, that'd be huge for them. They got Rysel Iglesias, and actually, they traded, like I think it was Noel Ramirez for him, to the Reds. The Reds DFA'd him, and the Angels just picked him back up. So they made a great trade for Iglesias right there, too. So um, they can definitely be a, a surprise team this year. Um, you know Trout's going to have a good year. You know Rendon's going to have a good year. Hitting-wise, they're going to have a great year. Like David Fletcher, apparently on Twitter, the guy's like the GOAT. I don't know why, but everyone loves David Fletcher, too. But <laughs> if the Angels can... Being in it by, by July, trade for a pitcher. If they want to trade for Noah Syndergaard, kidding. No. Um, I think the Angels can be a surprise team this year, but I'm, I'm just not sold on their pitching. 
Yeah, listen, I, and like I said, I think it, it comes down to that biggest wild card of Otani because if Otani could be that, like that ace, he doesn't even have to be that true true ace. He could be like the one, like him and Bundy can be a one A one B for that rotation, and then you could get something out of Quintana and Cobb, and you have three starters right there with the other guy just being like maybe like serviceable, like you trot him out, he'll get he might get beat up a little bit, but then yeah, make a move for a pitcher on an expiring deal so he's not as not worth a lot. I know they were probably. Reel in on the Trevor Bauer sweepstakes. I don't know how in Trevor Bauer was on them. But, hmm. yeah, they went on Garrett Cole, the Garrett Cole sweepstakes a couple of years ago. They went on Hingjin Ryu a couple of years ago. So, yeah, the Angels, I hope they make a move for a starting pitcher if they're in contention. Because, yeah, you can't waste Mike Trout's career, man. The guy is so phenomenal. One of my all-time favorite players. But moving on to the last two teams in this division, there's not a lot of talk, talk about for these two teams. I'll uh, just stay with the Seattle Mariners. Think I kind of want to keep an eye on a former Yankee, James Paxton, see what he does in uh, Seattle back in his old environment. Um, Kyle Lewis kind of want to see how he comes off that AL Rookie of the Year um, unanimous voting. And another guy, one of your favorite players, Jared yeah. Kelnick. I'd love to see Jared Kelnick debut. Oh, He's real on Kelnick. And every time Kelnick gets a base hit, it's just, in my mind, it's just sticking it to the Mets. So I love it. Oh my God, Jared Kelnick's gonna haunt me in my sleep. Um, he did not make the opening day roster, which I thought was interesting. Um, I hate that, and this is like the manipulating the the service time thing that every team does. But yeah, I mean Kyle Lewis and Shed Long, I'm excited to see them for an, a full season. Um, the Mariners aren't gonna do much this year. I'm not worried about them, but yeah, I guess we'll see about their rookies. That's about it. Yeah, Taylor Trammell, another young guy too. That oh, got yeah. Austin Nola trade, another guy who I really mm-hmm. like. So mm-hmm. hopefully, listen, they're still young. They're, they're years away, the Mariners. But maybe the future looks a little bright there. Definitely, obviously, with Kyle Lewis, looks like you're starting to make it. And you still got Kyle Seeger, the veteran, to kind of um, mm-hmm. mentor these guys. And the Texas Rangers are our last team in this division. I think the Texas Rangers are honestly going to be one of the worst teams in the MLB. Their <laughs> roster is honestly – their roster is really tough, man. They got a couple – they got a couple guys, though, who I hope can have uh, career revivals. David Dahl who was an all-star a couple years ago, and then now is signing in Texas. I don't know really what that, what that's about. Had a tough year last year. And Mike Fultonavitz was a guy mm. who was an all-star, I think, in 2018. Then he just completely lost it in his first start in 2020. And, yeah, that was it. They DFA'd him. Nobody picked him up. So, yeah, I really hope he figures it out. Figures it out hopefully, because, I mean, that would be a feel-good story. And uh, Joey Gallo, I think Joey Gallo could be a really big trade chip come July. He has come July, he'd have a year and a half left. So I think they could get a real good haul for them for him. Uh, obviously, he has to cut down on his strikeouts because he strikes out so much. But I mean, he has probably the most power in the MLB. Yeah, the Rangers, uh, they're not going to be good this year. That's all I have to <laughs> say. Um, yeah, Joey Gallo has some power, absolute power. Um, actually, I don't know how to say his name. It's like Isaiah Kiner Philadelphia. Philadelphia, yeah, I picked that guy up in fantasy last year. The guy went off. He plays third shortstop catcher. Um, he's actually he's probably the best player, honestly. The guy, great contact hitter. He's, he's kind of fast too, so I'm excited to see how he does. But I mean, I don't know what to say about the Rangers. Um, I couldn't even tell you like a top prospect in the Rangers this year. So it's gonna be a tough year for Texas, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, listen, and that's baseball, man. You just go out and play. But yeah, that's gonna do it for our AL West. So me and Brox, we sweep the AL, we go Yankees, we go White Sox, and then the AL West, we go the Oakland A's winning the division. And now we're going to move on to the NL East and the National League part of our show. 
And Brox, I'll let you take it away with the NL East because as you guys will find out bright and early, Brox has a favorite team in the NL East. Yeah, so I am a New York Mets fan, which past years would be pretty sad. But this year, very excited with the various moves made in the offseason um, at the ownership position and on the field. But I'm going to have to go with the Atlanta Braves this year, not because of what the Mets did. It's because of the Mets and their issues. So the Braves obviously have a great team. They have Acuna, Freeman, Albies, Soroka, Freed, um, and I forget the other two rookie pitchers that pitch in the playoffs, but they they have a really good team. And they have a decent rotation. They don't have a great bullpen, though, which could end up hurting them. But I'm going to have the Braves winning it this year. But I'm going to be honest. The Mets are right there. It could be neck and neck in September. Um, Hurts me to say it, but trust me, my net, my Mets aren't going nowhere. They they could take the division this year. I'm not worried about that, but I'm going to pick the Braves for now. Dude, I throw you the alley-oop like that. I know. And you just I don't know. dunk it. You, uh, well, listen, I'm, I am all on the Braves hype train, man. You kind of took my – because I thought I was going to go right against you with the Mets, but listen, I'm right with you then. Max Freed, Mike Soroka coming back from the injury – Ian Anderson, they picked up um, Charlie Morton. That is a dominant starting four. They have Drew Smiley and another guy who pitched in the postseason, pitched really well for them. Uh, Bryce Wilson was mm-hmm. real good for them. So I think their starting rotation can be a plus. Like you said, they have like Will Smith in the bullpen, Chris Martin, another guy, not particularly deep. Uh, Matzik was another guy who pitched big innings in the postseason. I definitely think they need a high leverage reliever. Maybe go sign Roberto Ozuna if he figures out his off the field issues. But something they have to make a move because this lineup is unbelievable, man. I mean, Ronald Acuna Jr., one of the most exciting players in baseball. Ozzy Albies, they bring back Marcelo Zuna. They have reigning MVP, Freddie Freeman. Your boy, Travis Darno has oh, become God. a real good offensive catcher. And Dansby Swanson's become a great shortstop. So, yeah, I think the Braves can make a lot of noise. But, yeah, right. And then I'll, I'll say, like, I think, I think the NL East will probably be the best division in baseball because I think there's four teams in this division who are real good. So I'll start it with the Mets, man. I, obviously, you said Mets made a lot of big moves like Lindor, Carrasco. I still think they have a couple question marks, man, in the back end of that bullpen. I think that's just a common theme, man. Good relievers are hard to find. I think if the Mets get the wrong Edwin Diaz, it could be a long season when you when you leading going into the eighth and ninth innings and you don't win those games. And Jacob DeGrom could be having a lot of real good starts that – result in no decisions so yeah the Mets uh, it's gonna be an exciting year no matter what um I hope I'm wrong my pick honestly I want to look back in September and be like good I was wrong that the Braves are not going to win it this year the Mets will win it but yeah the Mets problem is going to be two things it's gonna be their defense and their bullpen the Mets did besides upgrading a shortstop Lindor gold lover guys have a great season I'm not worried about him but Brendan Nimmo in center field, the guy, he's, Nimmo is speed, but just, he's not a great center fielder. They Dom Smith in left, who's a first baseman. J.D. Davis at third, who's, a, yeah, exactly. Dave J.D. Davis at third, who's, has a great arm, but he's not a great glove. Um, Pete Alonso at first, we don't know what we're going to get out of him this year on the uh, fielding wise, but the Mets are going to hit this year. They, they signed James McCann, who's a good catcher, so that's good for them. Um, they signed Trevor May for the bullpen. They don't have Seth Lugo for for a, I think a month or two at least. So they're both in, they're going to need 2020 Edwin Diaz. That's their big thing. Edwin Diaz, they're going to need guys like obviously Trevor May to step up, um, Aaron Luke, looking at a Familia, 
Matanza. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting year for the Mets. They have a new owner, Steve Cohen, which uh, definitely a breath of fresh air for the Mets. So we'll see what happens this year. Um, my big thing is Syndergaard coming back in June. If he can come back and be kind of like Syndergaard of 2016, then the Mets are gonna the Mets are gonna have a decent year. Because I'm not worried about Jacob Degrom. Jacob Degrom is gonna be the best pitcher in baseball for the third straight year in a row. That's what I got on my boys. Yeah, yeah man. I mean Degrom's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean you get the right Syndergaard. You have Degrom, Syndergaard. Uh, Carlos Carrasco and Marcus Stroman. I mean, that's a four that can match up with anybody in the league. Mm -hmm. Uh, The two teams I was kind of referencing before, too, uh, the Nationals, I think, made some real sneaky moves. I mean, Josh Bell and Kyle Schwarber can really make their offense dangerous, especially Josh Bell, man. Josh Bell, like, former All-Star. And, yeah, Schwarber's a a lot. I think there's still some untapped potential in Schwarber. Uh, With the World Series hangover over, maybe that can kind of help out the Nationals. And obviously they have those three studs on the top of their rotation in Scherzer, Strasburg, and Patrick Corbin. They finally have a good closer. It seems like they like Sean Doolittle was brutal all those years. Mm-hmm. Their bullpen was such a question mark. Brad Hand hopefully brings some stability. And obviously your offense is anchored by Juan Soto, one of the best young players in baseball, and even Trey Turner, who's quietly one of the most underrated players in baseball, if you ask me. So yeah, I think the Nationals can make some noise. And uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, they bring back. JT Romuto and Didi Gregorius, Bryce Harper obviously has played real good at the end. Played real good at the end of 2020, so hopefully he can regain some of his MVP form because he hasn't been great in Philadelphia. I mean, he hasn't been bad in Philadelphia, but I don't, I don't think he's lived up to the contract. At least if you ask no, me. Um, I think the biggest thing comes down to them again. Their bullpen last year was one of the all-time worst. They picked up Archie Bradley and Brandon Kitzler who are all right bullpen guys, but I mean, I don't know how much that's going to help this bullpen because like I said, it was brutal. And then you had like Hector Norris, but aside from that, and then you're starting pitching. Iron Nola's obviously really, real good. Uh, Zach Wheeler too. But again, behind those two guys, it's like, there's not a lot of depth there. So that, those are kind of, that's kind of why the Phillies, I think are, a, I think they're like a little step below these other three teams. Yeah. Um, my dark horse in the divisions, the nationals, they scare me more than the Phillies. Um, I know, like, they have Soto and Turner. Um, obviously, Scherzer, at their number one. But my thing, not even Josh Bell. Josh Bell not a great year at last year. I know he's an all-star in 2019. Um, but it's Kyle Schwarber. This guy absolutely has raw power. I'm I'm nervous to face that lineup. That lineup is going to be low-key once again. Um, the Nationals could make some noise this year. They Honestly, they could. They may not, but... Uh, I think they're a low-key team. The Phillies, um, they just don't scare me that much. Real Muto had a really good 2019. Decent year last year, but Bryce Harper, I don't know what to say about that team. They Muto and Harper, that's that's who the Phillies have. Their bullpen is mm-hmm. terrible. Their rotation is front-heavy. Like Nolan and Zach Wheeler, who Zach Wheeler can have another good year. He probably won't because I watched Zach Wheeler most of my life, and he's <laughs> not consistent. So... Um, I would say the Nationals are definitely going to be up there with a maybe a wild card chase, but I, I don't see the Phillies doing anything this year, honestly. Yeah, man, and like I, I mean, I kind of feel like we're not showing these guys enough love because I mean they're a reigning playoff team, and some of these teams aren't. The Miami Marlins, man, yeah. I think the biggest thing for them is just prove that last year wasn't that much of a fluke. If they, I yeah. mean, like I said, as crazy as this is, even though they made the playoffs, if they go like near 500, I'd be pretty impressed because, like I said, I still, still think their roster is years away. They have a lot of young guys. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, uh, their young shortstop, 
Uh, hopefully, he can kind of break out. Another guy who I really think that has like so much like, wasted potential, it seems like right now, is Lewis Brinson. Mm. They have to get him right because that guy could be a real threat in their order. ton of power with speed. And, yeah, I think their biggest thing if they want to compete is lean on their rotation. I mean, Sandy Alcantara is one of the most underrated pitchers in baseball. Not not enough love. Pablo Lopez, another really good arm. And I think I mentioned him earlier. Uh, Sixto Sanchez is disgusting i remember that game that he started against the cubs like he was thought he throws like like a 92 mile an hour change up or something like that that it just pulls the string on you it is nasty uh veteran starling Marte, who they brought in last year maybe he can carry the offense with jesus aguilar uh but i think i i just don't think that the marlins over 162 games can keep up what they did last year and i think ultimately they end up moving starling Marte at the deadline with his expiring contract but yeah listen the marlins like i said they were exciting last year and i hope they're just exciting this year but uh i still think even they'd admit that they're still years away yeah i'll go quick on the marlins here but i don't think they get enough attention like they had a great year last year but i think it's a full season and it's just going to show how young they are um obviously they have six though and six sanchez and sandy alcantara but the big thing for me is they signed adam duvall who had a really good year for the Braves last year. So the Marlins could have an A year, or honestly, they can, they can make a wild card again this year. I don't know. Um, I think the full season's really going to hurt them in the long run. But, yeah, they don't, get enough, they don't get enough love from anyone, honestly, after making the playoffs out of absolutely nowhere. So it'll be, it'll be a tough to see. Um, they're going to be a tough team to beat, though. It's going to be a crazy division, honestly. I, I don't know what to expect. It's going to be a really crazy year for the NL East. Yeah, like I said, I definitely think that top to bottom, I think it's you can't even argue that the NL East is the best division in baseball, which, uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe Don Mattingly and Don Mattingly will have the Miami Marlins out firing this season. But moving on to the NL Central, which the NL Central, if you ask me, not too exciting of a division. I feel like the last two divisions that we're kind of getting into now, the NL Central and the NL West, not very exciting. Uh, I'll start first with the NL Central. A lot of question marks, if you ask me. You have the Reds losing Trevor Bauer, although this division did bring four playoff teams last year, which is a crazy thing. But you have Trevor Bauer leaving the Reds and how they're going to replace him. The Brewers, it's like Christian Yelich, which, like, will you get the MVP Christian Yelich or will you get the 2020 Christian Yelich that could barely hit 200? Uh, the Cubs, the Cubs have Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, and Javi Baez on expiring contracts. That is almost unheard of. And they just traded their best starting pitcher, one of the best starting pitchers in the National League. So how do you replace him? And then, so if you ask me, those are three teams that made the playoffs last year that I think there's just too many question marks around them. And I'm left with the St. Louis Cardinals, who got better with Nolan Arenado because the Rockies just wanted to like kind of get out of this deal. And I think that's a huge trade for them. I think the Cardinals have a sneaky good roster again, but I still think they need Jack Flaherty to return to what he was in the second half of 2019. He had got off to that, like, they had that weird season last year too, when um they, they, they were on pause for what, like two and a half weeks or something like yeah. that. So yeah. like all their starting pitchers were like kind of out of whack. They had to use so many starting pitchers because they were playing seven hitting double headers, like every, at like, like they were playing one at least every week. Um, they get Jordan Hicks back this year, as well as uh, Miles Mikolas, who was a small star in 2019, yeah. 2019. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, they're getting some guys back. But with Arenado in that lineup with Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Dylan Carlson, another young player who made his debut mm-hmm. last year in that lineup, uh, I think the Cardinals are definitely the team to beat in this division. 
Yeah, the NL Central, in my mind, is going to be really bad, um, besides the Cardinals and Brewers. But, yeah, I have the Cardinals winning the division, um, honestly, with ease. Getting Arenado just made it easier for me. Um, they have Jack Flaherty at the top of the rotation. But the rotation is not great. I'm not sold on their bullpen. I know they have Jordan Hicks. I couldn't tell you who else they're in their bullpen. Um, I think this is one of these divisions where they're going to win their division and then they're going to lose in NLDS, whoever wins it. I think the Cardinals, I think they'll run away with it, and then they'll play, I'm going to guess, an NL East team because I'm pretty sure the Dodgers are probably the best record in the NL, and then they'll lose. So I have the Cardinals winning it, but uh, it's it's the NL Central, man. It's not going to be pretty. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Like, I honestly think that if you could, if you put the Washington Nationals in this division, I think the Nationals would be the favorite in this division. <laughs> and I think if you put like the, I think if you put the Phillies in this division too, I think the Phillies like, I, I'd still probably take the Cardinals over them, but I'd put the Phillies maybe like right behind them, which kind of stinks for the NL East. But yeah, I'm I'm in agreement that like I really can't see with with three teams probably getting out of the in my mind with three teams getting out of the, um, or two teams excuse me getting out of the NL East. And then the NL, yeah, like I, I can't see the Central winning a playoff series against the probably yeah probably the NL East team, but uh, yeah, and, he, and like in the NL Central, I guess like the Reds, like again, they had one of the worst offenses last year. They're gonna get Jonathan Indio, who's one of their former high draft picks. He's what some will call it. He's made he's gonna make his MLB debut this year. At, I believe it's I, I think he's gonna play like second to moving Mustakis to third and. Eugenio, Eugenio Suarez, excuse me, is playing shortstop this year, too. What? Like, I think that's pretty nuts. Are you serious? Yeah, he's playing shortstop. Oh. The, the guy, the, first of all, it's going to be, I don't know what the, uh, I mean, obviously A-Rod, back when like he was playing shortstop, definitely has the record. But, like, yeah. dude, Eugenio Suarez is going to hit 40-plus home runs as a shortstop. That's pretty crazy. I mean, obviously, yeah. like, that's not, like, it's not, like, as uncommon. Like, obviously, like, you have Lindor and Story, like, guys like that. But, like, still, that's, like, he's probably – the best power hitting shortstop now. It's like just crazy to think of. He's the best power hitting third baseman. Yeah, that's wow. I, I didn't even know that's crazy. Jeez. But uh, anything, anything else you were actually one last thing I'll touch on in the NL Central before I hand it off to you. Uh, I think if I had to choose a second best team, I'd probably go. Hmm, I'd probably go with the Cubs only because of their like, like they they just have so much star power. If you ask me. They they did bring in Zach Davies in that U Darvish trade that I'm hoping that maybe because he's kind of he's sneaky good I think he's a little underrated that maybe he can make up some of the production. Uh, Jock Peterson, another guy that was brought in, just had a great spring training, so maybe the Cubs lineup could carry them. But I think the Brewers with their bullpen could also maybe give the Cardinals a little run for their money. Obviously they have Devin Williams and Josh Hader, two of the, probably the best bullpen in baseball, two of the best relievers in baseball. Um, they brought in Jackie Bradley Jr. and Colton Wong. Uh, I think if they get a good year, too, out of Keston Huera, who has immense power, I think the Brewers could really make noise. But, yeah, like I said uh, earlier, I think it all relies on which Christian Yelich yeah, you get. Yeah, I'll just go through the rest of the division because it's not going to be that great for me. But I think the Brewers, they could be a wild card team, obviously, with Yelich. If you get a good Christian Yelich this year, and then obviously they have Hader and Williams in the pen. Um, I think the Cubs are going to be sellers by the deadline. I'm not sold on them this year. Um, I think... Their pitching is not good. I mean, Kyle Hendricks, who has actually not looked great in spring training, which I mean, spring training, whatever. Um, their their bullpen, they still have what? Craig Kimbrell, who no, they got rid of him, right? No, they have Kimbrell. They, Kimbrell. they do. Oh, he's not good anyway. And I think they're gonna trade Brian by the deadline. But they're not gonna be great. The Reds, they lost Bauer, obviously. Um, 
I don't think they're going to make the playoffs again. They had that big off season before, um, in 2020 and it didn't, besides, I guess, Castellanos didn't really pay off for them. And then the new Pittsburgh Pirates. Um, I don't know what to say. I think if I played, if I played baseball, I could probably strike out a few guys in the Pirates this year, but I don't know what to say about them. They have Cabrian Hayes. He'd be a stud rookie, but um, they're they're going to be running with the Rangers and probably the Rockets were one of the worst teams in baseball. Uh, Pirates, just get ready for the first pick. They got the first pick coming up. And just don't ruin <laughs> Cabrian because that guy's an absolute monster. Yeah. I'll get to him a little later when we do some uh, other picks. But oh, uh, that's enough for the Central. We'll move on to the NL West, which I think I mentioned – I forgot which division that I mentioned it. That oh, I mentioned for the the AL Central that like that might be the finest line between some teams like at the top and the bottom. This one is by far the biggest difference. You have two juggernauts oh, yeah. in the top of the division, and then you have three teams that, if you ask me, just like you're shaking your head. I don't think they have a chance. So I think it's going to be a two horse race. But I think in the end, San Diego and all their offseason moves. Yes, they brought in Blake Snell. Yes, they brought in Hugh Darvish. Yes, they brought in Joe Musgrove. Um, they brought in Clevenger at the deadline, who's going to be out this year, unfortunately. But even if they had Clevenger, I just don't think how you can compete with the reigning World Series champions, the Los Angeles Dodgers, with the reigning Cy Young Award winner, Trevor Bauer. I know you love Trevor Bauer because he's so committful, committed. Um, uh, but, Jeez. yeah, listen, the Dodgers, man, like, like, it, like the Dodgers have David Price and Tony Gonsolin coming out of the bullpen, like, I honestly, like on 27 teams, those, both of those guys would be starters. It's just insane the amount of depth. They have Walker Bueller, Julio Urias has been such like a high, like, like prospect guy with them. And then obviously like he was just this young promising guy and maybe he finally found it, like finally got enough confidence that he's going to break out this year. I mean, you could argue that with um, Bueller, Bauer, Kershaw. And Urias, they're gonna have the best, like the best one through four. And then at number five, yeah, like I said, you can throw Gonsolin, you can throw David Price, or you can throw Dustin May, who throws the nastiest two seam I've ever seen at 100 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then we don't even get to their lineup man that has Mookie Betts, Spooky Betts, uh, Cody Pellinger, and then one of the most, if you ask me, I think honestly a guy who does not get enough love. I honest, I personally think. He's the second best hitter on the Dodgers, Corey Seager. I think Corey Seager is better than Cody Bellinger. Obviously, he finally got that love with his World Series MVP. But, uh, yeah, even at Gavin Lux possibly to the mix as an everyday second baseman. And That's I think um, Justin Turner returned. Yeah, they brought back Justin Turner. It's like the only yeah. guy that they lost from their lineup is they lost Jock Peterson. But, like, Jock Peterson was platooning with A.J. Pollock anyway. Like, yeah. it's absurd. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh. You feel the same way as me? Oh yeah, of course. Um, for me, it's it's not even about the Dodgers. Like obviously, the sick they have a crazy team. They signed Trevor Bauer, my favorite player, obviously. Um, just kidding, I despise Trevor Bauer. Um, I just it's kind of sound weird, but I just don't. I don't love the Padres. Like they had a great off season. Obviously, got they traded for three decent. Well, I think Joe Musgrove's decent. Snell and Darvish are elite starting pitchers. Um, the Tatis mega extension, but I think Machado's overpaid. I'm just not loving the Padres enough. Um, I think the Dodgers are going to repeat with ease, which is kind of crazy considering the Padres have a stacked lineup. Um, but I don't, I don't love the Padres. It's going to sound weird. Everyone loves the Padres. I just don't like them that this year. I think, yeah, I think they'll make a wild card spot this year, but 
I don't love them this year. It sounds it sounds weird after their off season, after the year last year. But I, I don't love the Padres this year. I, I know you feel differently about the Padres, but I do not like the Padres that much. Now listen, like one thing that does scare me a little bit about the Padres. One thing is that they're always gonna get a lot of hype because of that that the exciting team. They were slammed Diego when they had like four, like the, all those straight games with grand slams. Like obviously yeah. they're the most exciting player in baseball, Fernando Tatis. So they're always gonna be that hype team that like the media hypes up and like just like casual like baseball fans are like oh yeah like Sandy like we love the Padres. You know what I mean? So like like one thing that does make make me over a full 162. I'd love to see like how they do and like. Cause like, I feel like that was a team that like a lot, like, like was driven on like that energy. You know what I mean? But like playing in the dog days of August, it's real hard to watch them call it to like, keep that level of energy up, especially if you're on like a four game losing streak, you know what I mean? So that, mm-hmm. that's something that maybe scares me, but listen, their, their roster is elite. Obviously they bring in two absolute stud pitchers to go with Danielson Lamette. Um, Chris Paddock, a little scary. I mean, I don't know really Ugh. what's happened to him. He was not effective. I know you hate him too. Uh, he's a, he's around. I don't, I don't I don't see anything like like I said. You got a real good rookie year, but I think he should have won Rookie of the Month, and then he's in single A two months later. <laughs> he's he slandered Pete Alonso's name for no reason, and then he's in single A. I hate that guy. Oh, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, listen, listen, and then on the lineup side, yeah, like you mentioned, Machado's got that huge contract. Now you're paying Tatis a lot of money, which listen. I think Tatis deserves every cent of it, but Fernando yeah. Tatis has played a career 100, like has I don't even think he's played a career 162 games yet, which is crazy to think about, and he's making 340 million dollars. But um, one thing, uh, they also have Eric Hosmer too at first base, another guy on a big contract that you could argue that like is a little overpaid. So I don't think the Padres, like I said, I don't think the Padres are gonna have a problem like taking one of those wild card spots, but I think that like the gap between the Padres and the Dodgers is substantial. Oh, 100%. I think it's... Just, and I, don't like, think that's a knock, I don't think that's a knock on the Padres. I'm sorry to cut you off here. But, uh-huh. like, um, I want you to I just think that also goes to show you how dominant this, the Dodgers are. Oh, 100%. I think the Padres can win over 90 games. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they can win over 90 games and the mm. Dodgers can win over 110 games. Like, that's how good the Dodgers are. But also... It goes with playing. You're gonna play the Diamondbacks, the Giants, and the Rockies. What is that? Twenty times each. Like that's yeah, like nineteen times. That's each realistically or like, that. like that's around like. Well, for the Dodgers, that could be like fifty wins this year. Honestly, out of sixty, they, the Dodgers may not lose to the Rockies this year. If I'm being realistic, <laughs> I guess going to the Rockies right now. I mean, I have them obviously in last place. Probably one of the worst teams in baseball, but they. They may not beat the Dodgers this year. Like that's a not even a bold prediction. That could happen where they go 0 and 20 versus the Dodgers. Like that's how bad like they are. The Giants are right there too. They are terrible. They have Mike Yastrzemski. Honestly, they should just trade right now to get something out of him because it was a career minor leaguer and he's had a good two years. Great. And the Diamondbacks are just mediocre. I don't know. I don't know what they did this offseason. Um, but I, it's it, the division's kind of sad besides the Dodgers and Padres. And it's just free wins for them, honestly. Nah, it is. Like you said, like, I mean, their records are going to be a little inflated. Like, last year, I know the Dodgers, I'm pretty sure the Dodgers are the best record in baseball, but the Padres probably, I think the Padres had, like, 37 wins. I don't know exactly where that puts them, but, like, I'm sure it was what you would call it. I'm sure it was probably top five in the league in wins. So Because, I mean, yeah, they were playing the Diamondbacks, Rockies, and Giants. I mean, these teams are bad. I mean, the Rockies, mm-hmm. def- if the Rockies... The Rockies are definitely going to trade Trevor Story at some point because they're clearly not going to pay him. 
Uh, yeah. He's on his last year of his deal, which is also crazy to think about if you actually like Trevor Story's already a free agent. If you actually like, yeah. he's been in the league that long. Like that's crazy. But um, yeah, yeah I and mean, obviously hopefully get a haul for him. Another guy with the Rockies maybe trade is uh her mom Marquez, who's like I feel like their only good starter left, and especially which is pretty impressive because he's been pretty good in course field. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe a team overpays for him because they're like, all right, well now if you put him in a uh, pitcher friendly ballpark, now he's gonna be real good. Uh, another Charlie Blackman too, another guy who they have, but yeah, besides the Rockies are tough. Uh, the Giants have nobody too. The Giants brought back Kevin Gosman. He was good last year, but who knows what you're going to get out of him. And I think the Diamondbacks are a little better than them. Both those yeah. two teams, but by, not by much. And only because of, uh, what's his name? They got a real good starter. Uh, they got Bumgarner and they got, uh, Zach, Zach Allen. Allen. Yep. I, I think he might be out. Like I have right. Like, you got hurt, um, hitting in spring training. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Because I saw That's something right. on Twitter. It was like, oh, you don't want the universal DH or something like that. And then we see Zach yeah. Gallant, like Zach Gallant getting hurt. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ket- Ketel Marte, another Ketel real good player. Marte. All-star player. And yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, one of their young guys, too. Pavin Smith is going to make his MLB debut this year. So uh, maybe the Diamondbacks are in a little better situation. But I can't see any of these teams in the bottom. Honestly, I don't, I don't see the Diamondbacks, Rockies, or Giants going above. On, like winning more than 74 games, if that. Oh, no. I'll be shocked if the Rockies win over 60 games. 100. There's no <laughs> yeah. way they do. I mean, the Diamondbacks could be the only team breaking 70 wins in that division. It's going to be. Yeah, I think the Diamondbacks maybe maybe a little more. But, yeah, the Rockies and the Giants are going to be tough. It's going to be, yeah. It's going to be a tough year for those teams. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but uh, that's kind of that's going to do it. For our division previews, so kind of a little uneventful in the fact that we were went six for six in matching yeah. predictions. Hopefully, on our next segment when we go to our award predictions, we have a little bit of uh, counterpoints and um, what's what different picks. But uh, yeah, hopefully, what's we call you got a little bit of recap, kind of uh, updated you guys on some of the recent moves, kind of give us some insight on what we think could potentially play out this year. But that's going to bring us into our award predictions. We have four award predictions. We have. MVP Cy Young Rookie of the Year, and we did uh, Manager of the Year, and then we're also going to give our um, World Series um, prediction. And uh, yeah, let's get right into it. We'll start with Manager of the Year, Brox. Uh, I'll start. We'll start with. Uh, we'll just start with both. I'll give my Manager of the Year picks, and I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to take Aaron Boone in the American League, and in the National League, I'm going to take Brian Snicker of the Atlanta Braves. So. My rationale for that is, one, I think the Yankees are going to run the AL. I think as good as the White Sox roster is, I just don't – I think the Yankees are that much better. I just think the, the gap between the Yankees and the second-best team in the AL is going to be steep. So I contribute that, obviously, which Aaron Boone might face an uphill battle because it's going to be like, all right, you have such a good roster. Like, obviously, he's supposed to be manager of the year. But I think Aaron Boone will – what should we call it? I just think the Yankees are going to be so good that, like, they kind of have to give it to him. And then in the NL, we're uh, – the uh, Snicker, um, I think the Braves, like I said, I think the NL East is going to be one of the most um, competitive divisions. I think the Braves end up winning that division, which is why I'll give him the manager of the year. Whereas a team like the Dodgers and even the Padres, now their expectations are so high that like, I think it's pretty hard for their managers to win um, manager of the year. Yeah, so finally, if something different here. So the AL, I'm going to go with Bob Melvin of the Oakland Athletics, because I think they're going to have a good year, win the division. I think they can make a decent run. Um, and the NL, I'm going to go Dave Roberts. And I know 
it's the Dodgers. They're going to be the best team in baseball this year, in my opinion. But I think he hasn't gotten enough love after his uh, his tough it was a tough few years with the Dodgers. Um, with his postseason coaching, I would say, and then last year that the Dodgers weren't all obviously. So I think I think Roberts is, is going to get it this year. Um, it's probably a not a great choice for me because because yeah, they're going to be the best team. Um, I could have gotten Luis Rojas, but I didn't want to be a homer with all my picks, so <laughs> that's all I'll stick with. No, yeah, listen, I, I think if the Dodgers break the record for most wins in the regular season, I think you give it to Robert. Yeah. So I don't think that's – and I think the, the Dodgers have a great chance of doing that. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm actually going to – what's it called? I'm going to pivot, Brox, and I'm going to go back on my word about Aaron Boone, and I'm going to switch my manager of the year pick to Joe Madden of the Los Angeles oh, Angels. Wow. I think the mm-hmm. Angels will sneak into the playoffs, and I think what he's going to do such a good job of managing that rotation with Shohei Otani. So, yeah, I'm going to put Joe Madden as my pick in the AL. but. Aaron Boone, I love you, but I think, like I said, I think that uh, might be too uh, of an uphill battle because the Yankees are just expected to be good. But, um, yeah, so official prediction for me, Joe Madden. But uh, moving on to rookie of the year, I'll start in the AL. Um, I think we're definitely going to have the same AL guy. Uh, you could t- you could start with this guy because I hate him. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go Randy Abrams Arena. Um, there's nothing to be said. Just look at his playoff last year. And Apeo loves him. Yeah. I mean, you hit three, like I said, you hit 377, have a 442 on base percentage, and hit 10 home runs in a postseason run, and then you could open the next year as a rookie. That is absurd. I looked at um, odds for rookie of the year. Randy Rosarina is plus 350 to an AL rookie of the year. I don't Whoa. know how. I actually thought like last year he would open up as like minus 150 or something like that. Like that, hmm. if you ask me, that is absurd. I know baseball; it's such a long season. But even the year Otani won Rookie of the Year, I'm pretty sure he only played 100 games. So, like, listen, yeah. I, I think Randy Rosarena is going to run away with this. I think one guy who could give him a little bit of trouble is one of his teammates, actually, Wander Franco, who's the top prospect in baseball. Ooh. I'm not even sure. If, I'm not sure, though, if he made the opening day roster. I know they have Willie Adamas at shortstop, so that's something that um he might have to worry about. And maybe uh, he overshadows a Rosarena a little bit. But, yeah. Uh, I think Randy Rosarena is going to be unbelievable. I mean, the guy has some of the quickest hands I've ever seen. So, yeah, yeah. I, think, I think we're in agreement. Like I said, um, that whole um, one rookie of the year. What about the NL, Brox? Take it away. So, I have Cabrian Hayes winning the rookie of the year in the NL. And I know he's on a tough team with the, the Pirates, but that means he's going to shine this year for them. Um, he had a really good spring training um, this year. He had... A de- I'm pretty sure he had like a decent end of the year last year when they called him up. Um, I'm excited to watch this kid play. Actually, I uh, I emailed his uh, the agency company that represents him to talk to like his agents about something from school, and it was pretty cool talking about that. I have a little bit of bias towards him, but I think Hayes is going to win it this year. Yeah, listen, we're back to agreeing, dude, because I'm right with you, Cabrian Hayes. Oh, Cabrian Hayes played pretty well. I got a couple. I got a couple stats. Cabrian Hayes. In 85 that bats last year, 376 with 14 extra base hits, five home runs. It's in 429 in the spring, so he picked up right where he left off. He's gonna be the lone bright spot in Pittsburgh. I definitely, I know that's like a ballpark too that I've never been to. That um, I definitely want to get to at some point because our PNC Park yeah. is beautiful. So yeah, listen, I know there's not a lot to look forward to at Pirates games and going to PNC Park, but maybe Cabrian Hayes is that thing that puts me over the top to take that long trip to Pittsburgh. But uh. Moving on to uh, – we'll go with Cy Young before we go with MVP. Cy Young, I'll take 
I'll take it for first. I'll go in the AL and I'll stay at home with my <laughs> Cole. Garrett Cole uh, had a couple tough starts last year. Finished with like a 2.84 ERA in the postseason. It was a lot better. He was um he was all right. He was good in game five. I gave them enough in game five on short rest, but uh, unfortunately, other people had other plans for that game. But uh, <laughs> listen, in 2019, the last full season, Garrett Cole had a 2.5 ERA. I struck out 326 batters. He's getting $324 million a year. The expectation is that he wins Cy Young's. Um, I think a second year working with Gary Sanchez and working with Kyle Higashioka behind the plate. And with new pitching coach Matt Blake, um, I think that Garrett Cole takes that um, leap that uh, from last year to this year. And I do think that he wins Cy Young for the New York Yankees for the first time in his career. Yeah, I couldn't will myself to pick Cole this year. And I couldn't pick Shane Bieber either. So um, I went with Lucas Giolito, actually. Um, got a really good year last year after his 2019 breakout season. Got through it. I think he threw a no-hitter last year. Um, I think with a team like the White Sox, um, I think Giolito's going to shine this year. I'm, I mean, obviously, Garrett Cole's a great pitcher. Just last year, I know I know they, they fixed the ball this year, apparently. I don't know. Last year kind of scared me, though, which the amount of games I gave a lot of home runs last year, which, I mean, it's fine. It, it, was, a, it was a live ball error. I get it. But um, I'm going to go Giolito. I think he's going to have another great year. All right, Braxton, then. In the NL, I'm sh- I'm gonna be shocked when you say this guy's name as the NL side. Uh, you can go for yeah, I'm gonna go with Jacob Degrom. Uh, there's nothing nothing else to say. The guy's gonna win it this year. He's gonna win it again, third time in four years. I'm calling it, as everyone else is. Honestly, I mean, um, last year he had a really good year. He didn't have the best year. I mean, Bauer won it. Great for Trevor Bauer. No one likes him anyway. Um, the guy every year he's throwing harder. The guy's what is he, 33? He's throwing harder every year. Like, he came in spring training this year. His first pitch was at 99. When he came up, his the hardest he threw was, like, 93, 94. Like, that's ridiculous. So, I think DeGrom's going to take it this year again. Yeah, man. I'm going to – I'm actually going to go against you with this one. This is a guy <sighs> who I pretty high going into last season. He dealt with some injuries in the regular season. But I remember him in the postseason in 2019 – and I was just like, this guy's actually unbelievable. And in the postseason in 2020, he, like, reminded everybody. He's like, all right, I'm kind of the man. Walker Bueller, the Vandy yeah. boy, is unbelievable, man. In the postseason in five starts, he was 2-0 with a 1.8 ERA. Like I said, he dealt with a lot of injuries uh, this past year. I, I had him fantasy baseball, and he had a blister. Like, he had a blister problem. It was so annoying. But, uh, yeah, he's had a, rough, a little bit of a rough spring training, but I'm not too worried. I think there's a lot of pressure off him now with – Trevor Bauer in the rotation as well. But yeah, I think Walker Bueller's stuff is just so good. And like I said, maybe, maybe like this is a little bit like, I just like, I don't know. I like, and especially these past couple of years, like, there's like a difference of like, like your regular season and your postseason. Just like some people just like at the postseason can turn it up. And Bueller's clearly been one of those guys in the postseason that just like, I can elevate his game. So maybe over the full 162, he might not give me a Cy Young season, but um, I'll pick him because I think he's one of the most talented pitchers in the game today. Okay, but uh, you, hey, it's your loss. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> listen, the Grom's phenomenal, but listen, I kn- I knew if I went Homer on uh Garrett Cole, what you call it, that I that I'd go and I kind of like the favorite pick. I'd go with a little bit more of a long shot, kind of how like you went with Giolito. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. All right, Brox, MVP. Which league you want to start in? AL or NL? Uh, you take we'll you start, take yours we'll away. We'll start too, AL. You want to go? 
We'll start. Hey, I mean, uh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Mike Trout. I mean, I know last year had a decent year, short season, and Brady won it. But I think that Trout's gonna win it this year. I mean, guy's the best player I've ever seen, probably I'll ever see. So he'll probably win it once again. Yeah, uh, Mike Trout's like plus two hundred to win the AL MVP. I think that's all I have to say. Yeah, I'm going Mike Trout, man. Uh, he's won three of them before. I think he, I think eight or nine times he's a top five finalist which is like all in the past like eight seasons it's just absolutely absurd i had a down year last year he had a 390 on base percentage to 281 with 17 home runs in like 50 games and that's a down year for him oh, like, it's just absurd 2019 <laughs> like like that, that's what i mean that's like the down year for trap because in 2019 he had a 438 on base percentage with 49 with 45 home runs like i mean this guy's absolutely unbelievable. Like I said, Unreal. probably the best player that Unreal. I've ever seen. We're just so like, like it's crazy that like so lucky it's crazy that him. he hasn't been able. Yeah, we are so lucky to watch him. And it's crazy that he's been robbed of the playoffs. He's had like I think twelve at bats in the playoffs or something like that. Oh. But uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't think. I didn't think there'd be much arguing on this one. But uh, I know, Brox, yeah. I'd love to see where you're gonna go with this. Uh, I want you to go first on this one. I want to see. Want to hear what you say. All right, I'm kind of tipping my pick on maybe my World Series pick. Uh, but I'm going to go with Ronald Acuna Jr., a guy who Aww. I really thought was going to win the MVP in 2020 before the pandemic happened. But listen, this guy is unbelievable, man. 41 home runs and 37 stolen bases in 2019. I thought I didn't think he got enough love that season. So in 2020, I thought he was going to come back and go crazy. He did have an injury that year. I mean, he still hit 14 home runs last year, had over 400 on base percentage. The one problem with Acuna is he strikes out a ton. But, I mean, the guy is so exciting to watch. I think he's so overshadowed by Fernando Tatis Jr. I, I personally think that Ronald Acuna Jr. is better than Fernando Tatis Jr. Oh, yeah. And, no doubt. Yeah, man. I just think this guy's unbelievable. I think in the Braves offense, last year you had Freddie Freeman winning MVP. And I think this year it's going to be another Brave and it's going to be Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean, yeah, Acuna. Acuna's great. I hate he's in our division. But uh, oh, I'm going to go with the newest New York Met in, and hopefully newest extended New York Met by tomorrow um, in Francisco <laughs> Indoor. Um, I think this guy, he actually did not have a good year last year, but this guy, I'm just so happy he's on my team now. I mean, never got to see him play really that much because he's on the Indians, different league. But uh, this guy, I think he's going to have an insane year. Great defensive shortstop, guy's power, guy's speed. I just, I'm praying that he's gonna be a Met for life. This guy's gonna have a, but honestly, whatever happens with extension or not, he's gonna have a great year. Um, I think he's gonna lead the Mets to the playoffs this year. Um, the Mets have not had a great shortstop since probably Jose Reyes, and I would say he's better than prime Jose Reyes. They haven't seen this type of shortstop in a while, so I think Lindor is gonna win it this year, and. If he if he wins, that means the Mets made the playoffs. So I'll be happy with, I'll be happy with that. Yeah, listen, I think I think that's a fair pick, and obviously, I'm excited for you that you get to be excited for Francisco Lindor. I'm not excited that Francisco Lindor is on the Mets, but I'm excited that like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good. It's at least that's a good feeling, especially to watch Francisco Lindor. Don't think he's the best shortstop in New York. That belongs to Zipper Torres. Uh-huh. <laughs> for another day, but um. Yeah, and then that leads us with our final thing that we're going to leave off with today, our World Series prediction. Uh, I'll go first, Brox. I mean, we talked all episode about how we're kind of homers, and I'll stay with the homers. I think in 2021, 
let in 2020, the Dodgers finally got it done. They got over the hump. And I think in 2021, it's the Yankees' turn. I think the New York Yankees win the World Series in six games. But I don't think it'll be against the Los Angeles Dodgers because I think the Los Angeles Dodgers will lose in the NLCS to the Atlanta Braves. And I think the Atlanta Braves will come up just short in the World Series to the New York Yankees. I think their young arms will just like not be able to put them over the top against the Yankees lineup. But, uh, yeah, I, I – I'm really high on the Braves, man. I think I think the Braves are like I think the Padres get way too much love and the Braves don't. Yeah, I mean, honestly, as much as I hate the Atlanta Braves, you're not wrong. Um, they had, they've been division champs for about the past three seasons, um, and they're just getting better, which is annoying. Um, yeah, they don't get enough love compared to the Padres. They, I mean, they had a honestly, they're really good off season, which really pissed me off. And they didn't even spend that much money. They got who they got. They got um Charlie Morton, who if he maybe if he pitches like he did like well, two years ago, really, then they're getting a, a number what number four, number five who can pitch like a one. So I like that pick. I mean, obviously you're going to go with the Yankees. Um, yeah, my pick. I right before we started, I I changed mine because I've been telling everyone that. This is the first year I can say that I think the Mets could win the World Series. So I'm gonna have to go with the New York Mets, obviously. And I'm going to go with them over the Chicago White Sox, actually. Um, I think the White Sox have a great year. Obviously, we were talking about Giolito winning the Cy Young for me. And I think the Mets, they're not going to win the division, though. I think they'll they'll make the wild card. And I think they'll beat the Dodgers in the MLDS. Um, I just think they're – obviously, the Dodgers have a great rotation. But I think they'll they'll take them down. I, I, I'm confident in that. I don't know why. But I'm going to go with the Mets this year, hopefully. Please listen, man. I can't hate. I can't hate the pick because, like you said, I think. I think come October too. There's not a lot like the the Mets are on that short list of team you want to face, man. Because you just know that like pitching wins, man. And if you have to go Degrom, and then next game you have to see Syndergaard, oh, oh, like prime Syndergaard if he can regain that yes. form. And then you have to see Stroman, and then Game Four, Carlos Carrasco. It's just you have it's Walker in the pen. Yeah. Yeah. Ta- yeah. Tajon Wall. I forgot that he's on the Mets. That's crazy. But yeah, I mean, the Mets definitely give you a lot. And yeah, like we've said, the White Sox are an up and coming team. So yeah, listen, I don't hate that prediction. But uh, I think it's crazy to say that we could, we think the Dodgers have a chance really to watch them call it to finally to break the record. And neither of us have the Dodgers in the World Series. I think that's a little interesting. I think maybe a little bit, at least in my decision, is that like, now that the Dodgers won it, maybe they might get a little too relaxed and it might be too like smooth sailing for them through the regular season. Then it's like they might get like kind of like smacked in the mouth in the postseason. But um, who knows what's going to happen? But uh, that's going to do it for today's episode. Be sure to check us out on the Instagram at the deep ball underscore. Um, we're going to have a lot of new things coming soon in the next couple weeks. Uh, we're going to have a new website, too, as well coming up. So we'll be able to blog about um stuff well, baseball related and obviously check us out check our other podcast out which would be the deep ball the gridiron edition which is our football podcast but um brox is there anything you'd like to leave off with oh i hope the mets can win a world series this year that's all i'm asking for god just win a world series for me <laughs> but uh yeah opening day coming up real soon we're real excited for the baseball season and uh yeah yep. we'll see you guys soon take care have a good one